Welcome to Getting Credit, a podcast focusing on financial markets, corporate credit, and timely insights from Pacific Funds. Here's your host, Dominic Nolan, CEO of Pacific Asset Management, the sub-advisor for the Pacific Funds Fixed Income Strategies. Hello, and thank you for tuning into number 42. In the next 10 minutes, I'm going to touch on a strong July, a hawkish Federal Reserve, a difficult landing for the economy, opportunities in fixed income, and finish with a personal reflection. Let's begin. Let's start with a market update from July. In spite of all the concerns around recession, inflation, slipping consumer confidence, the markets responded by adjusting to that overly pessimistic view. The S&P was up over 9%, still down 12% for the year. The tech-heavy Russell 1000 Growth Index was up 12%, in July, still down 20% for the year. Russell 2000 value was up almost 10, still down 9% for the year. And international indices are still lagging the U.S. markets. I would say the equity markets are currently down 10 to 12% entering August. Now let's shift to the bond market. The Bloomberg aggregate bond index was up 2.5% in July, but for the year is still off over 8 High yield was the standout performer, up almost 6% last month. Still remains down 9% for the year. Floating rate loans were the laggard in July. They were up a little under 2%, but for the year, they're down only 2.5%. Bond indices still down 8 to 10% for the year. So balance portfolio is sitting around negative 10%. What I found interesting is when you look through to three-month performance, Despite all of the negative rhetoric around the economy, the S&P is positive, and the general bond index is also positive. All right, let's shift a little bit to the economy. I would describe our current economy as slowing, but still solid. I say that because unemployment is below 4%. Current expectations for third quarter GDP are around 2%. And despite the economy cooling, I think inflation has stopped accelerating. So right now, it's really the degree of cooling that is essential at this point. One data point to note is that July 4th holiday spending was up only 3.5% year over year, according to Bank of America's credit card spending data. That's the lowest year over year increase in the past three years. So if the consumer starts to pare back, you'll see retailers start to discount, housing slowing and cracking. That in my opinion, points to at least a mild recession. But again, right now, I believe the economy is currently solid. This takes us to the Federal Reserve. Today, we have a Fed funds rate sitting in a range of two and a quarter to two and a half. The next meeting is in September, and I think it's going to be a very interesting meeting. If inflation remains in this range, say above 8% on the next two prints, I would expect at least a 50 basis point hike with narrative for continued tightening. If that happens, you essentially get 50 in September, 25 November, 25 December. Fed funds rates finish the year with at least at 3.5%. Add two hikes next year, and we'll be sitting with a Fed funds rate of around 4%. So what's going to determine if we get a more aggressive rate hike in September is going to be the CPI prints over the next two months. The Fed has been very vocal in stating that headline CPI is a factor. If those prints stay elevated, 
certainly see a 75 basis point hike in September. And I would say that's not what I expected back in April and May. I do want to add a note that earlier this morning, the July jobs report was released and showed a job gain of 528,000 jobs in July. That was substantially above consensus estimates. And that increases the probability of a 75 basis point hike in the September meeting. Again, September, it's more than a month from here, and you're going to get two CPI prints. We'll see where things shake out. One encouraging part is that we're seeing lower prices on vehicles, gas futures, transportation, airline tickets. That to me is an indication that inflation is rolling over. Another person could argue that that shows demand is also decreasing. Problem though is we're still seeing elevated prices for food and energy. So I don't think inflation is going to fall enough in the coming months to allow the Fed to take a less aggressive stance, which increases the likelihood of a hard landing. I want to address a question that we are getting asked frequently, and that is, are we in a recession now? Again, I just say that the likelihood of a hard landing is increasing, in my opinion. But what does that mean today? If you want to take the position that we're not in a recession, which that's my position, I would point to a strong job market, nominal GDP up 9%, company revenues up 14%, corporate earnings up 6%. However, on the flip side, say, well, we've had two quarters of negative real GDP growth. And again, that's just more of an academic recession, in my opinion. I think you have to look below the surface to sectors. Retail is cracking and we'll probably have significant discounts on merchandise later this year. Financials are weaker again as the curve is flat. That's unhealthy for a lot of the money center banks. And housing is cracking. And housing to me is such a large part of the economy. That would make the case that we are heading to recession. But as far as right now, I am in the camp that we are not in a recession. So with that backdrop, how do I view opportunities in fixed income? Well, there's the fundamental element and there's the relative value element. On the fundamental side, things are slowing, which isn't good. But on the relative value side, I feel as though credit is attractive. So let's take a look at yields. The yield of the aggregate index at the end of July was about 3.5%. Investment grade corporates at 4.3, triple Bs in the high fours. High yield was yielding close to 9%, but after its performance in July, that has dropped to 7.7%. As relates to floating rate loans, current index yield levels are sitting over 8%. So given these yields, I am still constructive on credit. I would say U.S. investment grade and floating rate loans are slightly more attractive than high yield right now. I say investment grade because I think if we have a slowing economy and you have forward indicators of inflation rolling over, U.S. Treasury yields should stay below 3% despite all we've been through. And we still have pretty healthy company earnings. So that tells me that spreads on investment grade credit should start to compress over the next, say, six to nine months. On the floating rate side, the Fed's aggressiveness on the short end may very well result in higher short-term rates which, again, adds value to that asset class. While I may like those two asset classes at this point, I just want to reiterate that relative value in credit is still attractive to me. 
As always, we'll conclude with a personal reflection. This is a very uncertain time for our economy, markets, the world. And that reflects things in investing in our personal lives. And while things are in flux and folks are assessing how things will play out, what I keep reminding myself is just to wait. Be patient, have discipline within not only investing, but outside investing. I mean, if you're looking to make a change, looking to move somewhere, purchase something meaningful, I think you wait for it. I think you'll end up patting yourself on the back for being patient because I believe we're going to get another bite at the apple. Patience and discipline. Thank you for joining and stay tuned. The views in this commentary are as of the date recorded and are presented for informational purposes only. These views should not be construed as investment advice, an endorsement of any security mutual fund, sector, or index, or to predict performance of any investment. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice as market and other conditions warrant. Any performance data quoted represents past performance, which does not guarantee future results. Any forward-looking statements are not guaranteed. All material is compiled from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. All third-party trademarks referenced belong to their respective owners. Pacific Funds and Pacific Asset Management LLC are registered service marks of Pacific Life Insurance Company. Pacific Life Insurance Company is the administrator for Pacific Funds. It is not a fiduciary and therefore does not give advice or make recommendations regarding insurance or investment products.